This is Packers Live Sports Show with Benjamin Denton and John Hinton. And we're coming at you live from the WKNC studios on the beautiful, awesome, amazing, fantastic campus of North Carolina State University on 88.1 WKNC H1FM Raleigh. Oh yeah, I'm Benjamin Denton. And I'm John Hinton. And we are absolutely stoked, thrilled, ecstatic to be coming at you live. One of the premier college radio stations in the nation. Keeping you up to date with the latest and the greatest with all the NC State sports. Explosion. How are you doing on this blustery Friday afternoon, John? Friday. It's Thursday, Ben. I hope it was Friday. It's Thursday. Uh, I was promised a hurricane. Didn't get it. So I'm a little disappointed that I had to go to class. And I still have to go to work after this. Let's be honest, John. If there was a hurricane, we still have to go to class. In North Carolina? I don't know, man. Grocery stores have been sold out of water for weeks. Yeah, but NC State's still going to have classes. I mean, Mm. love this school, but there was no shot that we weren't getting classes today. I guess so. We're getting out of classes. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. I'm, I'm kind of hoping that we don't get classes canceled for tomorrow only because I don't have classes on Friday. So yeah, this, this is my Friday, John. Okay, cool. So you get two Saturdays? Pretty much, yeah. Nice. I've actually gone home twice the last two weeks because I get Friday off, so it's not like I'm like spending my Saturday mm-hmm. outside of Raleigh. I just get Friday as an extra day. Nice. It's just it's awesome. But what's on the docket for today's show? We got a lot of soccer. Um, we're going to talk some volleyball. For NC State, uh, they got their season started. We're definitely going to talk about the first game against ECU and uh, preview NC State's football season a little bit more than we did last week. Mm-hmm. But a lot of our show is going to be talking about NFL with the first game starting tonight and the Panthers, of course. Yeah, well, we're going to kick it off uh, with the what we do here exclusively at Packers Life, and that's a non-revenue sports. We're start off with men's soccer since they had the most going on over the last week. Uh, last Friday night, I believe, we hosted the Loyola Greyhounds, and that was a 2-1 to home victory for us. That's our third straight home opening win, and uh, Greg Kiefer, the head coach, it's all under him, so it's he's never lost a home opener. We completely dominated this game. I went to this game with uh, two of my friends, and it was just 17-5 to we outshot them. I think 10-2 to in the first half alone, even though... The score was tied at 0-0 with no goals. Yeah, we had more shots on goal than they had uh, total shots. Uh, we didn't actually score until the 58th minute. So in the second half, uh, like you said, 10-2 to in the first half, just had a couple good looks that weren't going in. Uh, Jamie Smith, uh, he opened the scoring, like I said, 58th minute. Uh, David Loera continues his leadership with oh my a great cross on that assist. Oh, it was the most beautiful cross you'll probably see in this young soccer season Mm -hmm. he was on the top right of the box and he had two defenders on his back and he turned and kicked it across his body like a Patrick Mahomes throw across his body and it crossed to the far bottom left part of the box where Jamie Smith who's a defender by the way had two goals in the exhibition against UNC and he did an absolute perfect header off the far post the only reason we didn't score a lot in this game even though the whole game I spent with, with the most of the student section really heckling the goalie for Loyola, he's actually mm-hmm. really good. He was a two-time Defensive Player of the Year in his conference. Oh, wow. And this is the first game, I think, since 2017 that he had allowed more than one goal. 
This yeah. guy was the only reason they didn't lose six to nothing. He was actually really good, despite what the fans had to say to him at the game. <laughs> uh, Kuda Muskwe, he doubled the lead in the 68th minute. So close. He uh, took the defender cookies, uh, took the ball from the defender, and uh, beat him one-on-one to score, make it two to nothing. Uh, Loyola did score in the 85th minute, but the end of the game was never really in doubt. Yeah, the... Um... The worst part of the game yes. was in the uh, 54th minute when mm-hmm. it was still 0-0. So this was a closely contested game score-wise, but again, we had possession at least 80% of the time. And Loyola got past our back line, and our goalie, Leon Kraft, had to make a one-on-one stop versus the Loyola striker. And he goes, and I it was across the field from where I was sta- standing, but... Kraft went down, the mm-hmm. ball dribbled past him, and then the other Loyola player missed the open net, just put it l- wide left, which the student section was going crazy because, again, it was an open net, but Leon was down for the next 10 minutes, and he got carted off the field, and um, his his season is most likely done. It was a devastating injury for a fantastic, not only a fantastic goalie, but a fantastic mm-hmm. human and a, a really hard worker for the soccer team. He's the heart and soul of that team, really. Loera on the field, but Leon is such a leader off the field as well. Mm-hmm. Such a great guy. So it was really, really sad to see that happen to him. Um, yeah, a lot of different things yeah. going wrong in his knee, and we probably won't see him the rest of the season for sure. And yeah. The good news is that uh, Vinny Duran, the backup goalie, he's a redshirt senior. Um, he's a very solid goalie as well, only giving up uh, one goal at the end of the game. But uh, he played a lot in the exhibition games as well, had a mm-hmm. good showing against UNC, so... Goalkeeping is in good hands with uh, Leon out for the season. Yeah, so with the next game, unfortunately, we did come up short in a double overtime thriller versus St. John's. Jamie Smith, once again, almost had a game winner off of a free kick in the 98th minute, so eight minutes into the the first overtime period. But the goalie got enough of a finger on it that it bounced it off the crossbar, and the game continued. And you were Mm -hmm. talking about the good play of Vinny Duran subbing in for Leon. Yes, uh, in uh, in overtime, he did save a PK in the 102nd minute that uh, actually kept the Wolfpack alive in this game. It was still 0-0. Um, mm-hmm. Next was, goal wins. Yeah, it, w- it was really wet, and it was really hard to play offense. Like uh, The field was soaked, so it was a lot. Just kind of a defensive slugfest. Um, St. John's, unfortunately, they did score in the 107th minute, and uh, that result held. We lost one to nothing. But the good news is... Uh, that's the first home loss since 2017, and we moved up to number 22 in the coaches' poll. Yeah, we hadn't we had a streak of 12 home games unbeaten streak mm-hmm. that was broken there. So if you go to NC State soccer games, which I highly recommend, we rarely will lose them, and if we do, it's a double overtime game. So it's still a good soccer game to go see. Up next tomorrow night, Longwood at Dale Soccer Field. So go out if it does not get canceled by Dorian. Mm-hmm. Go out and support the pack. I know th- it's raining right now. Yeah. The women's game that's coming tonight, speaking of women's soccer, talk about that next. But the women's game, I think, got moved up, I think, from 7 to 6 p.m. Yeah, just to avoid the heavy rains that are coming tonight. Yeah, so as of right now, if you want to come on campus and endure the light rain we've been having all day, the game for the women is, is going to be at 6 o'clock on I per- campus. I personally enjoy going to sporting events when it's raining. Um, like, in high school, sometimes we would go to... Um, like 
uh, we didn't have a football team at my high school. I went to Raleigh Charter High School, but we uh, we supported the soccer team in mm-hmm. a very similar similar way. And uh, there were some games where it would be pouring, and uh, there would be like seven or eight fans who would stay for the whole game. And we were, you know, we were stupid high schoolers. We were loud. Um, like the hurricane game from I think it was our freshman year mm-hmm. against uh, Notre Dame, where we won like ten to three. You talking about football? Football, yeah, 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 the football game, and we had the the blocked punt for a touchdown. That was the I think it was ten to nothing actually, but that was the only um, that was like the only touchdown of the game. But that was a lot of fun going to that. Oh yeah, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. I missed the transition. I thought you were still talking about the soccer game in high school, but keep up, Ben. I mean, you really went from soccer, and then you're talking about freshman year. I like, said, but the, but I said our freshman year, talking about me. Could and have been you. talking about your group of friends that you were well, in high school, though. That would be bad radio. But you, you were saying this we, is bad radio. We as a group. Let's went. move on to women's <laughs> soccer. We uh, had a one nothing win over Monmouth. Uh, Chrissy Schuster scored the game winner in the 74th minute. Uh, that was seven minutes after Ziara King was issued a red card, which means that we were playing. 10 on 11, and without our best player. Yeah, so to come out with a 1-0 to win was fantastic. Mm -hmm. After two years of doing this show, the ladies now have a different goalie, which was jarring for me because Sydney Wooten was was the goalie since we've been doing the show, John. Mm -hmm. And now now there's someone new. Jessica Berlin recorded the first shutout of her career. So picking up right where Sydney Wooten left off. Yeah, so the pack... Two and one and zero on the year. We have our home opener tonight, like Benjamin said, at six, not seven, as we host Iowa. So if you want to brave the rains, enjoy a fun rain soccer game. It's it's fun, I promise you. Go Wait, watch, go support the pack. You might not know the answer to this, but if if Z got the red card, is she suspended for this game? Uh, yes. Dang it. Yes, red cards... Uh. Um, disqualify you from the game you're in and suspend you one game. Dadgummit. I wish I had yep. at least been able to see what she did to justify this red card because I'm yeah. almost certain it was not justified. Yeah, in typical state fan fashion. I don't care what we did, but the refs are wrong. Exactly. Yes. Well, that's not unique to state, but moving on. <laughs> Swimming and diving right in John's wheelhouse. What's mm. the latest with uh, that team? Well, we have had seven uh, current NC State swimmers or alumni be selected for the USA National Swim Team this past week. Uh, the three current swimmers that we have, uh, Catherine Burkoff for the 100 backstroke, Eric Knowles for the 400 freestyle, and Michaela Sargent for the 400 IM. And some alumni that we have, Elise mm-hmm. Hahn, obviously, for the 100 backstroke, Ryan Held, obviously, the 50 free and the 100 free, Hannah Moore in the open one at, in the open water. She actually took bronze at World Championships mm-hmm. this summer in open water. And Justin Ress in the 100 backstroke. Now, if we're looking at the Olympics, I think we'll obviously see Ryan Held in the Olympics and Justin Ress. I think Eric Knowles has a chance to make it in the 400 freestyle as well. Mm-hmm. What about Hannah Moore? Hannah Moore, uh, yes, she has a chance uh, to make it. It's going to be difficult to qualify the Olympics. They don't focus so much as open water as much, so they only have a few events. So mm-hmm. a lot. Uh, Open water swimmers that might swim different events are going to be competing in her events, so it's a bit more of a challenge, but she definitely has a chance. Okay, and then this is this is just for the U.S. This is not even counting, like, Vizayas exactly. for Greece and Ibsen for Lithuania as it, far as former swimmers go. Yes, yes. Well, um, NC State will definitely have double-digit swimmers uh, on national teams when it comes time to qualify for the Olympics. Heck and yeah. We also had coaches uh, named to the Team USA role. Um, pretty much our entire coaching staff, Brayden Holloway, obviously, 
Um, associate head coaches Mark Bernardino and Bobby Gentoro, and uh, assistant coaches Dan Kolupski and Paulina Ziolik, they were all named USA Swimming National Team coaches as well simply because of uh, the work that they've done with the athletes that have made the national team. Mm -hmm. That's one thing USA Swimming does a good job of, is making sure that athletes, um, coaches, are also still continuing their training while they're training with the national team. Is Dan Kolupski, is that the Dan that you know? It is Dan. It is the Dan that I know. I worked with him at RSA. He recently just got hired full-time mm-hmm. at NC State as an assistant coach, uh, which we're very thrilled for him. Um and excited to see you know what he can do this summer. So getting named to the national team is pretty awesome. You could be watching the Olympics and see someone you used to work with on TV walking beside the pool, possibly, possibly, possibly. Although at the Olympics, coaches are in the stands. Oh yeah, that's right. Oof, big oofs there. <laughs> Moving on to the yes. last non-revenue sport, we're gonna uh, go over today. Volleyball started up, mm-hmm. and the ladies started off the season for the first time in a long time. At 2-0, as they had that doubleheader last Friday, we picked up wins over Austin P. We swept them and then defeated Kansas State 3-1, obviously in four sets. Yes. <laughs> the matchup against Austin P. was uh, fairly easy. The first two sets going 25-14 and 25-13. Uh, but in the third set, we actually faced our first deficit, but came back and won the third set 26-24 to complete the sweep. Yeah, against Kansas State, um, they had the lead. We did have a 16-14 lead, but the Wildcats came back and finished the set on an 8-3 run to give us our first drop set of the very young season. But we came back and won the second set, starting off 7-2 and then a 17-12 lead that we did not relinquish. And the final two sets actually uh, featured nine lead changes and 15 ties. Yeah, uh, mistakes really hurt Kansas State, though, um, and NC State just refusing to make them. That's what good teams do. They don't make errors. They don't um, – it's – you have to beat good teams. They're not going to beat themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, speaking of errors, the Wildcats actually had 17 hitting errors and 11 service errors. With the game, we finished with 10 more kills, 2 less errors, 11 aces to their 2, and 6 blocks to their 5 for the Kansas State game. Yeah, Melissa Evans, she led the Wolfpack in both matches. She had 14 kills against Austin Pay and 19 against the Wildcats, pretty much averaging about five kills a set. Uh, Daniela McDonald, she made an impact for NC State with nine kills. She is a freshman in her first action with NC State. Jade Parchment also continued following up on her great 2018 season. She had 15 kills on the day. Yeah, defensively, Libero, Kaylee Frazier, and Grace Irvin um, actually had a career-high 20 digs from Frazier as they both did a fantastic job. And we also saw the debut of redshirt freshman Nina Sharpton and freshman Kristen McDaniel, and they were splitting setting duties and combined for 78 assists between the two matches. Mm, That's more assists than the NC State basketball team will have all year. I mean, I feel like (laughs) volleyball is a little bit different as far as assist numbers. I know, I know. I was just... I know. It's a joke. (laughs) NC State now moves to 33 and and 12 all-time in season openers. Uh, Linda Hampton-Keith is 3-1 in her fourth season in season openers. It's the first time that we've opened a season 2-0 since 2015 and the first time we've done it at home since 2009. So good things in store for the Wolfpack the rest of the season. We got three games in the next three days at the VCU Invitational in Richmond, obviously playing VCU. Um, playing UC Santa Barbara, and on Saturday they will play Alabama. Roll Tide. 
Oh my gosh, I can't. No, I'm an I'm an Auburn fan. I hate Alabama. I said that ironically. Well, I'm I'm an American, so I also hate Alabama. Very good, very good. So that's all we have for the non-revenue sports. We're gonna play you a song that me and John kind of jointly picked out from an artist that we both love, Amethyst Kaya, and this is a song we played some of her for you guys last semester, and she is just so awesome. We're gonna play another song. This is called "Grinning in Your Face." Kaya, we hope you really enjoyed that song. What's the name of it again? Grinning in Grin- Your Face. Grinning in Your Face. As Pretty she said, the whole song. I know, I just didn't want to say the wrong name. You could have just listened to the song. I'm just kidding. All right. We were jamming out to that song. Oh, the yeah. The speakers in here, as you've heard many a time if you listen, are awesome. Oh, yeah. Great sound system. We got some state football to talk about. Hell yeah, brother. We got football. ECU. <laughs> again. Yeah. Again. Remember when we said it was going to be a close game? Yeah, I, I apologize. I really do. Um, honestly, Matt McKay looked really good in this game. He really did. 25 for 37 mm-hmm. passing. Um, started out 9 for 18 and then went uh, 16 for 19 for the rest of the game. You know what I like to see? 
Yeah. That pass rusher. Smith Williams, is that his name? Number one? Yeah. Yeah. That's an, awesome, that's an awesome number for a defensive player. Oh, number one? Yeah. I love it, man. Any on, you, Honestly, any, any position can, should be able to wear number one. I really think so. Like a center who's number one, that's awesome. They're the first person to touch the ball every play. That would be actually kind of cool. That'd be pretty sweet. Yeah. Imagine like O linemen in like single digit jerseys. They'd look even bigger. I know. That's insane. Wow. You just blew my mind. <laughs> but we have outscored ECU 92 to 9 in consecutive games at Carter Finley Stadium with, of course, the 58 to 3 victory last year. So I think it's safe to say it's our state. I mean, UNC regardless beat of how South much, Carolina. Depend, regardless of how much Mac Brown cries after a game, after beating horrible, horrible, horrible South Carolina, it is still our state until UNC beats us. So I'm going to eat my words right. in about 10 weeks. Here, <laughs> here is the real question, though. Who won the frat fight? Oh, if okay. So if you didn't see it, there was a fight of a bunch of old boys. That's all I'm going to say. Good old boys. Chad and Cody. Chads and Brads from UNC and South Carolina. And it was the funniest fight I've ever seen because you could almost hear them saying, you're going to hear from my dad's lawyer. No, you're going to hear from my dad's lawyer. And it was just, it, it was funny to watch. you never seen a bro off, John? I, I have seen a, well, I mean, I've seen a bro off. It's just, that's a lawyer off. That's a pass off to my lawyer fight. Now, I do think Carolina's win, uh, good for them. That's all I'm going to say. Good for them. Enjoy good, it. Good for you good, guys. Good for you. We'll give you a soft golf clap. Um, South Carolina had three chances to win that game at the end in the final four minutes. Mm-hmm. They um, turned it over twice. S-E-C. S-E-C. Okay, well. S-E-C. Ben's a big believer that the SEC is overrated. Every year. The SEC is still better than the ACC. Just because Alabama and LSU and Georgia are really good. And Auburn. And Auburn. And Florida. Flo- uh, Florida's okay. Florida's a top 10 or a top 15 team. But not every year. I'm saying like... Right now. Year you're in, talking about right... No, no, no. Year in and year out. The SEC is the best conference. Year in, year out, the SEC gets overrated because they're very top heavy. Okay. Well, year in... I, I'm going to say this year, the SEC is very divided. There's like the elite, there's like five elite teams, maybe six. And there's Tennessee. And then there's, yeah, and then there's like Tennessee and like Texas A&M, Missouri, things like that. ACC, very middle, middle heavy. Now, Louisville actually looked kind of good against Notre Dame in the first part of the game. You know, Mm -hmm. we thought they were going to go 0-12, something like that. They still might go 0-12, but they did score a couple touchdowns. Um, Clemson, obviously top of the conference. I think NC State has a real chance to... Um, not make the ACC title game. But, but second in the Atlantic? Second in the Atlantic would be very good. That's basically second in the conference um, with how bad the Coastal is. Um, I mean, Duke, obviously they played Alabama first game, but I can't see them beating you know, any quality teams in the ACC. I don't see us losing to Florida State ever again. <laughs> well, I mean... Jimbo left, so there went the legacy. Jimbo left, yeah. I mean, the only team I'm really worried about, uh, obviously I'm worried about Clemson. I, West Virginia, um, not this upcoming week, but the week after that, and Syracuse, and of course Wake Forest. Syracuse got slept on so hard last year. They do. They did, and now they're ranked number 21 in the country. 
And I think they're probably the second best team in the ACC. I want to say because that's I, so strange. Can you imagine saying that two I know, years ago? That's weird. Two orange teams are the best in the ACC. So I think honestly, State goes eight and four. Worst case, worst case. I okay. see nine and three. Best case. I really, I'm going to lock onto those two records. Mm-hmm. So like, I think we either win, lose three, or lose four. And I think we're going to lose to Syracuse and Clemson, and we'll probably lose to either West Virginia or Wake Forest or both. Well, I'll tell you um, why I also have hope is what surprised me, not that Matt McKay had a really good debut mm-hmm. being the third NC State quarterback to throw for 300 yards in his debut. That didn't really surprise me. We're QBU. Yeah. We are cranking out NFL yeah. quarterbacks. He joins company like Phillip Rivers and Harrison Beck. So Gotta love Harrison Beck, man. Gotta love Harrison Beck. But that's in- that's an interesting company to be in, don't you think? I mean, if you're in a conversation with Harrison Beck, whoever that is, <laughs> I think you're in a good spot. I mean, I I remember the name Harrison Beck. I was only nine years old. I wasn't like addicted to watching football, like I was later. But um, was? he was no Philip Rivers. Yeah, I'm not really addicted to watching football anymore. Mm-hmm. As mm-hmm. I'm gonna sit on my couch for 14 hours this weekend. Yeah, I, I was about to say <laughs> like the was thing was the key part here. But yeah. What did surprise me was how good the defense was. Yeah. Like, the fact that ECU mm-hmm. was a, only able to muster six points. Three was on the first drive, or three was on the second drive of the game. The first drive of the game, they actually drove down the field, fumbled in our end zone, and uh, so we got the ball back. They didn't get any points. I feel like that was just kind of, you know, some pregame jitters or whatever, mm-hmm. or just not being, you know, not getting the feel of the season yet for NC State. But Feeling I agree how with you. superior of a football team you were on the field relative to who you were playing. Once, exactly. Once yeah. you get a feel for that, that's when you can really mop the floor with them. I was impressed with um, I was impressed with Christopher Dunn, honestly, mm-hmm. our kicker. He looked good. His kicks right down the middle, pretty strong. For the first time in a while, I feel like state fans can rely, and I'm, I'm again, I'm going to eat my words. Are going? They can rely <laughs> on a kicker to make a what a twenty-five to forty-five yard field 3, goal. Three twenty-seven p.m. on September fifth. John Hinton says we can now rely on a kicker. Yes, we can now rely on a kicker, and that's going to be like a Skip Bayless cold take, and I'm okay with it. You should. Um, I love. I love kicker optimism. It's like my favorite thing ever. Like if you have you like the Bears fans. I don't even know who their kicker is, but I was listening to. Um, I was listening to a podcast today. I'm not going to, no no free ads. I'm not going to say which one it is. But one of the hosts is a Bears fan, and he was talking about how uh, the Bears kicker has the most week one pressure of a kicker in NFL history. Oh, for sure. Yes, which is hilarious to me, because like I feel like NC State put that much pressure on their kickers in years past. Like Oh, every uh, year. Last year, the year before, it was always, all right, man, Don't let's see if you Clemson can hit game. an extra point. Yeah. Uh, Clemson game. It's fourth and goal from the 18. Eh, why, don't, why don't we go for it? You know, <laughs> that kind of do you, do mentality. You, do you know but, what the Bears kicker's name is? Uh, I heard it this morning and I forgot it. What is it? Eddie Pinero. Yeah, that's right. That sounds like a sandwich. Eddie Panini. Yes. Hey, but, it fits the team though because they got Eddie Jackson. But I would just, I would love to order a Panero over yeah. at Jackson. I can't wait to see him hit the post on his first kick of the year and like tonight and just see the, um, yeah, that's that's right, because the Bears also have the primetime game. This dude's probably going to be kicking on the first possession of the NFL season, and he's going to blow it. This is what the Bears should <laughs> he's do. He's going to blow it. First, first and goal from the five, and bring out Panero to kick. Oh, man. That's a, well, nah, that's a high-pressure situation. 
because it's wasting a. Well, I, that's what I'm saying. Like yeah. that's what they should do. Literally get it closer, close as they possibly can, and then bring out the kick just just to break ah, the curse. Score the touchdown, make him kick the extra point. Yeah, but no one cares about the extra point anymore. Yeah, I mean, Gano missed one field goal last year and then missed like four extra points, and nobody cares. Yeah, we'll get to Graham Gano actually and later Joey Sly. In the, Joey Sly later in the show. Um, so what what do you think for NC State's record? Like I said, eight and eight and four, nine and three. What are you looking at? I don't know. I don't really think we're gonna do nine wins. This is only just one game, and just last week, you yeah. said, you yourself was like, if we get to a bowl game. That's a successful season. I still think it would be a successful season. I just think, um, like, I think I overlooked or I overestimated the quality of a lot of our opponents. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, Georgia Tech trying out a non-Army-like um, offense for the first time in, like, ever. UNC, they, were, they got a little emotional about their win over South Carolina. Look, when you win two games, just let them, let them have this, John. Yeah, yeah. Like you don't, you know, take food from like people that are like begging for food. Don't take <laughs> happiness wow. from UNC fans wow. when they get a win. Yeah, I guess you're right. I guess you're right. So okay, UNC, you guys will golf you guys will score UNC. twenty points against us, and we'll score twenty four. Good job. Yep. Good job, UNC. It'll be good. Just um, wait for basketball season. <laughs> Tabari Hines, I thought had a great game. He had um. 108 yards total. He had a nice, like, uh, 34-yard run. Mm-hmm. Uh, four catches, 74 yards and a touch. Um, that guy is our next uh, deep threat. Mm-hmm. Like our, uh, was it Stephon Lewis? Uh, it was C.J. Like Underwood two days ago. before C.J. Underwood. Do you remember T.J. Graham yeah. back in the day? Yeah. He's he's kind of our T.J. Graham. He's our big play threat. And I think Emeka Mizi is going to step into that Jacoby Myers role. He had seven catches for 70 yards. Mizi's you know, good. He's very good. He's got uh, surefire hands. He's the guy you go to on third down, the guy you go to in the red zone. Um, I'm just, I'm really glad that he's not a senior and we have him on the team because oh, he's got oh, this yeah. year and next year. Well, if he doesn't go pro, I think he's an NFL receiver. Honestly. I don't know if he will after this year. He is an NFL receiver. Uh, I think, I think you'll see him stay. To develop with his quarterback, you know, who, you know who I'm excited to see this year: Hunter Renfro Jr. on our team. Thayer Wait. Thomas. Oh, yeah, oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was confused. Hunter for a Renfro, second. man. I was like, what? He played for he Clemson for like eight years, man. Yeah, I mean, he could have a son in college. <laughs> he was there a long time. <laughs> you never know. All right, um, I don't know. I'm looking at the schedule. Ball State, we could lose. I'm just kidding. Um, we yeah. got we got Western Carolina this Saturday. Syracuse, twelve thirty. Boston College, UNC. Honestly, I guess I don't see a lot of losses. Probably yeah. Florida State. Look at them. Maybe be good. I don't it know. Looks bad man. It Let's say really bad. I mean, I don't see us losing more than five games, though. I don't think we can. I mean, the rest of the, some of the games we shouldn't lose at all are like West, you know, Western Carolina, Ball State, Wake Forest. Oh no, we're gonna lose a Wake Forest game. Never mind. We definitely could go six and six. Yeah, I could see it. I'm being optimistic though. Oh yeah, for I don't sure. think it's unreasonable. I don't think it's unreasonable. Oh, no, I don't think so at I all. I think yeah. I think the talent is there, the coaching is there. The only thing we're lacking is experience. So, like the Wake Forest game. Yo, what if hey, we do our, Clemson? Our though? players don't have as much. It's not gonna happen, man. But what if we did? Though? It's not gonna happen. But what if we did? Wouldn't that be crazy? Yeah, it'd be crazy. <laughs> it's terrible radio. It's not gonna happen. But what if we did though? Stop. It's not gonna happen. Clemson is not gonna lose to anybody except Alabama. They're not gonna lose to Alabama. No shot. Every year, man. 
that they lose, there's no they way say, Trevor Peyton Manning Lawrence loses to anybody. Dude, Trevor Lawrence is going to be better than Peyton Manning. I mean, he's got enough forehead for it for sure. <laughs> Honestly, I think Trevor Lawrence. I mean, I know he's Whoa. like he's like crazy hyped, and like this is not really a hot take, but I really do think that he's the next like Aaron Rodgers, the next. Is he like Peyton Manning? Like you said, is he the biggest forehead since Peyton in uh, college football? I think. Well, you didn't play college football, so I think so. Yeah, I. You know what? I deserve that, mm. and that's fine. Yeah, you set yourself up. I did. Yeah, it's a nice alley oop on a six foot goal. <laughs> I didn't even have to jump, buddy. What I'm saying is Trevor Lawrence <laughs> got a big forehead, and I can say yes. that because my forehead is the size of North Campus. Yeah, <laughs> so it's fine. Yeah, y'all can't see Benjamin. We need to make like a. <laughs> it's <laughs> y'all. Y'all can't see. I'm sorry. Y'all can't see you, this homie y'all up can't in see here. It. Yeah, but I can't even see the switchboard. I'm looking his at my reflection. I'm looking it. at my reflection in his forehead right now. The, that that was hurtful. Mm, yeah. We can move on. You know what? I really shouldn't have brought up foreheads. That was a big mistake. Yeah. A forehead move on my part, exactly. if you will. <laughs> exactly. All right. We're moving on. All right. Do you want to take another song break? Because I have a good song, and then we could come back and talk about the Panthers and the NFL. Yeah, we're gonna, yeah we'll take another song break. We got uh, a lot of football talk coming up. I mean, I know you're going to get that everywhere, but it's the sport right now. It's in season yeah, starting tonight. Yeah, but you won't get it from me and John anywhere yeah. else. See, football was back last week. But after tonight, it's really back. I mean, it's But NFL. after Sunday, it's really back. But after Monday, it's really back. Well, <laughs> you may have been living this song if you're a football fan all summer. This song is a bluegrass song. So going back to my roots a little bit by a band called Sideline. And it's called Crash Course in the Blues. So if you've been going however many days it's been since the Super Bowl without regular season NFL football, mm. this is basically mm. the TLDR of your summer without football. So this is Crash Course in the Blues, picked out by me. Enjoy. To a boy from Indiana Fresh off the farm Watch yourself like mamas always do. Daddy said, Little city girls will walk all over you. So I hit the pavement running out on Hollywood line. I got to tell my seven. And I fell in love by night. She was a California angel wearing alligator shoes. She had that kind of something that a poor boy. Screaming down the freeway In 
Life Sports Show, Crash Course in the Blues by... Sideline. Sideline. That was a really good song. I like it. Thank you. I appreciate it. Bluegrass, fun to listen to. Fast paced. And uh, John showed me what you sent him, Mr. Hinton. Oh, yeah. That was very mean. That was funny. It was very mean. It was funny, but it was also very hurtful and mean. Oh, you like being made fun of. I do kind of, actually. It's funny. Anyway. Football's back! Finally! Football's back. Packers-Bears tonight in Chicago, 8.30. Chicago. I'm still going with kick it on first and goal is what I'm saying. Who you got tonight, though? Bears. Bears, I agree. I think, I mean, last year. Wait, is this counting towards our picks? This is not counting towards our picks, right? No, no, no. Not counting towards our pics. We're just just talking about the opening game. Um, Last year, the Bears, they they were up like 17-0, and then Rodgers had that incredible comeback Mm -hmm. when he had like, he was on like all kinds of painkillers. You remember the the post game? And he was like, they were like, "What's wrong, Aaron?" He's like, "Money." And it was like, "Dude, what the heck? Like, you just adopted a Southern accent, and you don't know what's going on after leading that comeback." But I agree with you. I got the Bears. Um, you want to go through division winners? Sure. Do you want to? If you want to, I'll do it. I do. I want to. Are we? Are we writing this down? So we can do the stone cold takes at the um, end of the year. Yeah, I'll. I'll you keeping I'll, track? I'll keep track. So let's start. We'll do the NFC South last. Okay. Let's Are we going start, from top down, like uh, from the east and we'll go AFC? AFC West to East, and then NFC West to East. 
Okay. So let's start with the AFC West. Which are the Raiders, not- Chiefs, Chargers, Broncos. And, and the Broncos. Yep. I kind of just for the meme want to pick the team that I think will be the worst because every yeah. year someone goes worst to first. Mm-hmm. Who, so I don't know. Broncos. I'm just kidding. Chiefs, obviously. Chiefs, yeah. We got to gotta go with Chiefs. What a controversial take by both of us. Yeah. I mean, it's really hard to pick against them. They got Patrick Mahomes, the reigning MVP. Um, I mean, do you need to they say just more? Signed, I, yeah, really. They just signed LaShawn McCoy. That's um, insane. Their defense has gotten better. Uh, they still have Travis Kelsey. They still have Tyreek Hill. They got Kareem Hunt out of there. So no more distractions with that. The biggest thing is that they just couldn't stop New England in the AFC Championship game. So I, Do you think they can beat the Raiders? Um, I think they'll be okay. I think they'll be okay against the Raiders, against John Gruden's Raiders. Now, what's, have, what's the next division? Uh, let's go to the AFC North. So Browns, Bengals, Ravens, and Steelers. Oh, Browns. You got Browns? Oh, absolutely. I got the Ravens. I am. Tell me why you got the Browns. Because Baker Mayfield, the man is getting in the kitchen, and he's going to bake up a division-winning football team. All Plus, right. they have Jarvis Landry, Odell Beckham, Kareem Hunt after, what, a four-game or six-game suspension? Yeah, but they also have Nick Chubb. So even when Hunt comes back, he's not even the starting running back. Exactly. Yes. They still have that tight end. That, uh, Njoku. Yeah, okay. Yep. Does that sound like a move from Super Smash Bros? Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think of what you're talking about it sounds right. like it could be a move is yeah, what I'm yeah. Saying. Oh, okay like yeah. a paniro sounds like it'd be a sandwich yeah and joku yeah. sounds like it would be a, a, a technique or a move I'll in fi- super smash i agree with you i'll find it later they still got miles garrett so denzel ward on the outside too. they should I like have their bradley defense. chubb too um i still like the denzel ward pick i'm a big fan of bradley chubb i think anytime you can get a number one cornerback it's really rare in the league and they already had the pass rusher so it's kind of like would you rather have Think about it this way. Would you rather have a a killer left tackle and a number one receiver or two number one receivers and no left tackle? Like, not a good left tackle. I mean, I understand what you're saying. Yes. I just felt like Chubb was a better player. But anyway, okay. I have the Browns. Why do you have the Ravens? I think Lamar Jackson is, I think, number one, he's going to be better at passing this year. They already won the division last year. Mm-hmm. Or, I mean, not won the division. Yeah, they did win the division. Sorry. They did win the division last mm-hmm. year with him um, basically just being a running back in the backfield. I honestly think that they can get this offense to work. They got Mark Ingram, uh, formerly of the Saints. He's not going to do that good, in my opinion. Why not? Because he's just, I think he's a system running back. I think you put anybody in New Orleans. Like, Kamara is actually well, think, next level. But again, I think, I think. You just see, just you just see that he's not in New Orleans, though. I see him in Baltimore. They have a running back system. They've always done a running back by committee, same as New Orleans. Yeah, but they haven't had a really good running back there since Ray Rice left, or um, what was made to leave. Yeah, I mean, they've had Willis McGahee in the past. They've had Justin Forsett rushed for a thousand yards in their system, and he was never a serious running back. So I think you're wrong. I think... Well, you know what? I think you're wrong, Okay. John. Well, I think Lamar Jackson's going to learn how to pass. I think he has learned how to pass a little bit better. Mm-hmm. And I honestly, I see, like, um, I see some Michael Vick, like, characteristics of his game. Like, mm-hmm. he's really hard to tackle. That is something that, like, is at the, the very basis of what makes you good at football. 
mm-hmm. are you hard to tackle? Cam Newton is hard to bring down. Yeah, I was about to say, I think Cam Newton might be the hardest yes. player to tackle in the NFL. Carson Wentz is hard to tackle mm-hmm. in the pocket. That what That's part of what makes him a good quarterback. I think Lamar, he's not going to get sacked a lot. He's not, if he can limit his interceptions, which I think he will, and uh, just focus on not taking too many risks, I think they'll be fine. You know I do see the Browns being a wild card, though. You know so. what's cool is that um, me and you have talked about this off air, but the fact that his his the the quarterback he supplanted at Louisville, yeah, is our running back now. Reggie Bonifon switched to wide receiver That's because right. of how good Lamar Jackson was, yes. and then decided to switch to running back when he got into the NFL, and now he's a very versatile third string running back for us, who I think will actually make some meaningful contributions this year. Honestly, I think so too. I like our running back core. Um, We'll get we'll get to that though. We'll All right, get next to that. division. So next division is the AFC East. So the Patriots division. Oh, Dolphins for sure. All right. No, I'm just kidding. The <laughs> Patriots. Yeah, there's literally no reason why the Patriots shouldn't win. They have a better defense than they did when they won the Super Bowl last year, and they have Josh Gordon back from suspension. Hopefully, for his sake, he does not fail another drug test because I really like Josh Gordon. So I'm going to write down Patriots for both of us. I hope we're both wrong. I really do as well. That'd be amazing. It's just not even because I particularly hate the Patriots that much. Just I just boring. like to see different teams win. It's fun when the Bills make the playoffs. They never will. It's fun <laughs> when the Jets make the playoffs. It's not fun when the Dolphins make the playoffs. But it, I still think it's fun. Eh, I guess so. And the AFC South. This is probably my Colts. favorite division to look at. You got the Colts. Yeah, with Jacoby Brissett. I think he's going to have a better year than Andrew Luck had in any single year. That's pretty. That's a very Andrew bold Luck take. was never healthy when he Andrew was in Luck had thirty nine touchdowns last year and was the comeback player of the year. I think I think Jacoby Brissett has a big year like that. That's what I think. All right, uh, I'm gonna write it down. Jacoby has a better year than Andrew Luck ever did. Yep, that's bold. Yes, it is. I'm not and saying Andrew I got Luck the wasn't Texans. good. I got the Texans uh, because I really like. Deshaun Watson, I mm-hmm. think he's love Deshaun. I think he's he has the potential to be as good as Cam Newton, and all they got to do is protect him. And they went out and traded for Laramie Tunsil, one of the best left tackles in the league. Yeah, but they did give away Jadavian Clowney too. They, d- they did give away Jadavian Clowney, but there's also a grain of salt in that, in that they didn't have to pay him. Now they can afford to pay other players that they've drafted. Do you well. remember? They the, also got Duke Johnson from the Browns. I'm really high on Duke Johnson. Do you remember the Clowney Mac draft and there was one analyst that I that you that had an article saying Mac was going to be a better pro? I do, yeah. And Clowney. Yep. I I do. I remember that article and like it's always stuck with me because Mac has turned out to be one of the greatest defensive players we've ever seen. Yes. And Clowney's been good. Yeah, Clowney's been good. He's on the Seahawks now. Traded him to Seattle. That's actually I don't I don't find them scary. I don't like Seattle. They're they overrated. could beat us, but I don't find them scary. All right. That's NFC a- West, well, speaking re- of the Seahawks. Let's review the winners for the AFC. Yep. So we for both you, had the Chiefs and the Patriots. Mm-hmm. And then you have I have the Browns and the Colts, and you have the Texans. And the Ravens. Okay, cool, yep. cool, cool. Now, cool. okay, actually, let's go ahead and do our wild cards for the AFC. Go ahead uh, and do our wild cards for the AFC. So I'll go ahead and say mine. I have the Browns, so I do have them making the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And... You know, I considered it for a really long time. I think that the AFC North has two wild cards. I think the Steelers make the playoffs as well. See, I'm going to say the Ravens and Chargers. Ravens and Chargers. I see that. Pretty safe, I guess. We don't have anyone going. I guess the Browns would be a worst to first in my prediction. Yes. 
Which they actually were not worse. Oh, really? Yeah, the Bengals were worse. Oh, yeah. Yep. Uh, so you had the the Ravens and the Chargers. Wouldn't Wouldn't it be cool six games in Ryan Finley starting? That would be cool to see. Although Cincinnati fans deserve better. <laughs> no, they don't. They deserve Vontez Burfitt. That's all I'm gonna. I'm say. just kidding. Luke Keekley grew up a Bengals fan. Yes, they're the, they're the best. All right, NFC West, which is got? the Niners, Seahawks, Cardinals, and Rams. Yes. I'm going to make some people mad with my pick. I really want to say the Cardinals. I really do. Do it. Only because of Kyler Murray. Do it. But I don't know. I'm just going to say the Cardinals. Cardinals. It's more interesting than saying the Rams. I'm not going to say the Rams. Okay. Who who is it? I got the Niners. Oh, yeah. Jimmy G. Yeah, I just think their receiving core looks really good. They got two really good rookies. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, they did lose Jarek McKinnon to a torn ACL, but... I think Garoppolo is going to have a good year. I want him to have a good year. Coming off a torn ACL, it's going to be tough. But I see the Rams with kind of like a Super Bowl hangover, if you will. Mm-hmm. And the Seahawks. I don't we'll know talk about can. that a little bit later. Yeah, I don't know if they have any game. receivers. All right, next division. All right. Um, next division is the NFC North. So the Packers, the, the historic division. Packers, Bears, Lions, Vikings. Lions finish with five wins. Okay. So we do agree on that. <laughs> It's so funny for me watching the Lions fail every year. Mm-hmm. It's amazing, actually. I don't know. I guess I got to go with the Bears. I think Aaron Rodgers is someone that has been really good, but I just don't think off the field, like we've seen in the last few years, kind of who he is as a person, and it's not great. Um, Pretty sure that there are both sides to that argument, and that actually happened like a while back. There actually hasn't been anything with Aaron Rodgers. The biggest criticism with Aaron Rodgers has been his Getting along with his head coach, mm-hmm, which and, goes to like him as a person. That's what I was saying. Yes, but McCarthy very much held the Packers back for years and years and years. Mm-hmm. Now I can understand how somebody who is a top three quarterback in the league would get frustrated with a head coach who's not willing to make changes mm-hmm. or yeah, that's fair. mess up the status quo. So like, I'm excited to see Lafleur in Green Bay. I think I've heard. You're, you're excited to see the floor? LaFleur. <laughs> Matt LaFleur. I've heard good and bad things about the relationship with Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's going to be good. Do you have the Packers winning the division? I have the Packers winning the All division, right, I got honestly. Bears. All right, cool, 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 cool. Next cool. one. What do you got, the Cowboys division now? Uh, Yeah, let's go NFC East. What's it? The Eagles, Cowboys, Giants, Washington. Giants, and R-Words. Yeah. Um, uh, Washington's not going to win. Yeah. The Giants aren't going to win. That's the worst division in football. I don't think so. I don't think it's the worst division in football. They, every single year, they go from the worst division to the best division. It's very interesting. I don't know. I'll say the Cowboys are going to win it. I'm going to go with the Eagles All right. just to, just so that we have opposite picks. Well, I think it's a toss-up between those two. Yo, I think what if the Giants are good seven, this year? 9 and 7, 10 and 6. The Giants I feel like every will be good year. in a couple years, yeah. I believe. So Cowboys, Ben, Eagles, me. All right, South. Who you got? NFC South. I got the Falcons. I got the Panthers honestly. winning it. Yeah, I, I think we're the most complete team. I think because now we actually have good re- receivers. We have a good we have a good secondary for the first time in the second time in Cam's career. The time before this, we had a good secondary. Mm-hmm. We went to the Super Bowl. So, okay, I really do think we're the most complete team in in the league in that division, which in my opinion might be the best division in football too. I, I definitely think it's the best division in football. I think uh leading into the wild card, I think we're gonna have two wild cards from this division. So mm-hmm. I got the um I got the Saints and the Panthers being the wild cards, Atlanta winning the division. 
Um, I think Atlanta's going to be really good this year, as much as it pains me to say. I really do. I can mm. see the Panthers going 11-5 and five and getting that sixth seed. Uh, here's my pick for the wild cards. I think New Orleans barely beats out Atlanta, and the Rams, I think, will make it in the West. Okay. So Saints and Rams? Yeah, with the Cardinals winning the division. See, these picks look stupid now, but it happens every year. Like, there are teams that are supposed to be good that aren't, and then there are teams like, no one saw that coming. Well, yeah. I did. Cardinals, man. So... You are not allowed to say the Panthers on this. Give me your Super Bowl picks. Super Bowl picks? Like AFC team, NFC team, who wins? Come on, man. You can't say not the Panthers. You, I do think we're a Super Bowl capable team. You can't just be a homer, though. you got to have some sort of analysis because every single year you've said we're going to win the Super Bowl. Last year we went 6-10. and 10. Yeah, but we were a Super Bowl-level team until Cam got hurt. But we didn't win. That's the point. Well, that's a Cam, prediction. Keeping Cam healthy. That's a bad prediction. Keeping Cam healthy is part of being a good team. So I want you to not be a homer. I'm not being a homer. I do think we're a Super Bowl right. team. Who do we beat in the NFC Championship then? Well, depending on who we meet there, but I think another team in the NFC that could be really good that we could see in the championship would be, honestly, one of the other teams in the South, New Orleans, honestly. Okay. okay. Thank you. I do think that, New Orleans is really, really good. I think Atlanta will just have what Atlanta does every other year is have a really good team that doesn't do well. Okay, I could see that. Who's the AFC team for your Super Bowl? Oh, Browns for sure. Really? No, Not for sure, but it would be really... I would want to see that. Mm-hmm. I would actually be upset if it was a Browns-Panthers Super Bowl because those are my two favorite teams. I always pull for the Browns yeah. just because of how bad they were for so long, and now they're good. But Baker Mayfield and Cam Newton in the Super Bowl is what I want to see. So I want I want to say Browns. That would be tough because one of my best friends is, or two of my best friends are diehard Browns fans. You know who would like to see that though? Larry the Cable Guy, because he always talks talks about uh, taking the Browns to the Super Bowl. Oh, see that's Hilarious. that's high that's high level stuff right there. Now my Super Bowl picks, I got the I have an Eagles Patriots matchup uh, rematch. Really? Honestly, yeah, I really think it's going to happen. I see no reason why the why the Patriots don't make the Super Bowl again. Mm-hmm. There's no logical reason. Eagles, I think it's again if they can keep Carson Wentz healthy, it could be a bad prediction because they might not be able to. Did you if write that down by the healthy, way? Our Super Bowl picks. Um, I'm going to right now. Super Bowl picks. Browns over Panthers. All right. Wait, Browns over Panthers. Yep. So we lose in the Super Bowl. Yep. Again. All right. I don't know if my heart could take that. I don't think mine can either, but um, it'll be fun I got to see. The, I got the Patriots over the Eagles. All right, so let's. We only got a couple minutes left in program. Let's go with the uh, the biggest rivalry in sports the last two years. It's been me versus John in NFL Pick'em. Yes, I think you won the first year, and I won last year between us two. Yes, and this year we're gonna do all seventeen weeks. Yeah, for sure. Not miss any weeks like we did sometimes. All right, so my uh, lock of the week, since mm-hmm. I actually got to fill it out first before John got to it, I picked the Chiefs over the Jaguars. Yep. And, like, we have a kind of understood rule to not pick the same team yes. two consecutive yes. weeks and stuff like that. But now, we're not going to keep track of what right. only pick one team once. Now, we also have a rule that an upset can either be – it has to be a statistical underdog or if it meets the eye test of an upset. Mm-hmm. Like, if the Panthers are 0-2 – and Tampa Bay is somehow 2-0, and the Panthers would probably be an underdog, but Tampa Bay winning would still probably be an upset. So yeah. those kinds of situations. So Which is you, deemed by me and John. Yes. You got the Chiefs over the Chargers, yeah. the What's Jaguars, your as your lock. 
and Cardinals over the Lions as your upset. Absolutely. Kyler Murray is going to show out. Plus, All it's right. the Lions. I would like to see it. I would like to see it. Kyler Murray is the least talked about number one pick at quarterback that we've had in many years. Because he plays for Arizona, man. Because he plays for Arizona. Now, my lock is the Eagles over the Redskins. Mm-hmm. All right, not not bad. Not bad at all. And my underdog is Colts over the Chargers because I think Jacoby wins that game against uh, two NC State quarterbacks going at it. I think they, they'll probably just win that game for Andrew Luck. Are you gonna, you know? Can a true State fan even watch that game and not cry just a little bit? Um, I mean, I'm probably not going to cry because I'll be watching the Panthers game at the same time, I think. Oh, dang it. Yep. We'll probably finish our game and then it'll go to overtime of the NC State Bowl. Of the people that came to NC State, played quarterback, and now have not like talked junk about NC State since they left. So the good quarterbacks at NC State. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. That's all he we have. He should not be named. <laughs> He's so humble, John. Talking about you, Russell Wilson. Yeah, you're miracle water. Miss me with that. <laughs> Miss me with it. All right, so if you're just tuning in now because you thought the show was at 4, you didn't listen last week. Yep. So the rest of the semester, we're going to be at 3 o'clock, so we don't have to, John doesn't have to leave early. As much yeah. as I would have liked that when it did happen. Yeah, unfortunately, we don't get paid for this, and I have a real job. Yes. Yeah. I mean, so. I do too. You're saying that like I don't. I, I, <laughs> they don't just see my forehead and I not know. hire me. I, Come on, No, you're, you're right. That was, not, that was not a fair way to phrase what I was trying to say. We... Don't get paid for this, so we have real jobs. And we do it because we love it, and we love you guys exactly. tuning in every yeah. week. It's fun to talk on the radio, regardless even, of what anyone says. Even if you send John just very mean gifts of Megamind yes. and his, his forehead getting big, you know that's, that's fine. It's okay. We're glad you enjoy the show. Thank you so much for tuning in, and we'll be right back here next week at 3 p.m. I'm Benjamin Denton. And I'm John Hinton. Bye, y'all.